Blog Talk Radio. Dating Radio. I'm your host, Suzanne Casamento, and Ryan is unavailable this week, so I am totally excited to uh, have my special co-host tonight, Nikki Payne. She is a dating and relationship journalist. Hey, Nikki, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you? I'm good, and we have an extra special guest tonight, which is perfect, Blake Jameson. He is the author of Tinder Hacks and Bumble Hacks. And uh, which is perfect because Nikki and I are bumbling away. So, Blake, please save us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so can you take a minute and tell everybody a little bit about what you do? And, and then we're going to we're going to pummel you with questions. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh so I guess like the shortest kind of uh, subtitle to what I do would be, I help dudes crush on Tinder uh, or at least that's how it started. Now it's also Tinder and Bumble. Um, and it basically, it started as an experiment that I did and published online that went kind of viral. And so I got a lot of attention in, in the Tinder space uh, and kind of parlayed that into writing a book, like you said, Tinder hacks and more recently writing Bumble Hacks, and essentially I'm trying to help guys get more matches, messages, numbers, and dates. And Bumble Hacks is interesting because I actually co-wrote that um, with Christy Elaine, who is a good friend of mine and also my ex-girlfriend, and so we had like a pretty unique perspective, I think, when we get a guy's perspective and a girl's perspective. And so the book's written for guys um, mostly, but I don't know, Bumble's just so different than Tinder, so it's really interesting to see from both a guy and girl's perspective, you know, what you can do to get more success, whatever that means to, you know, each particular user. Definitely. Uh, to your point, Tinder and Bumble are different, and so if the, if anyone listening has not actually used Tinder or and or Bumble and is thinking about, you know, uh, uh, upping their dating game by using one of these apps, can you just briefly kind of explain the difference between the two or the main difference, I should say? Sure. So I guess overall looking at both of them, they're both um, mobile dating apps that are focused on uh, geotargeting. So that's like wherever you are. So you're shown pictures of, uh, you know, your, the opposite sex or whoever you're looking to date. And when you see those persons, when you see those people, you can either click like or pass. And what happens is if two people both click like on each other, then it becomes what's called a match. Uh, And this is, again, the same for both of the apps. And then once the match happens, then you guys can communicate. There's kind of an SMS texting feature within the app. Now, what makes Bumble different than Tinder is that when there's a match, the girl is actually the one that has to initiate the conversation first. No guys can send the first message. And beyond that, they only have 24 hours to do so, and then the match expires. 
So it's a totally different dynamic than Tinder where you'll get people matching. And on Tinder, it's very, very rare for a girl to send a first message. Uh, I think probably because they don't want to come off as like too like needy or desperate or however they perceive that. Uh, but on Bumble, because it's just general, generally accepted that like girls have to make the first move, obviously girls make the first move. And so it, it's interesting because it draws, it seems to draw a lot more girls and also from a guy's perspective, like a pretty high caliber group of women because they feel a little bit more in control and, uh, and they have to send that first message. So that's the biggest difference, uh, I guess, between the two. And also because of the 24 hour, like it, it expires after 24 hours, girls are quick to message because they know if they don't, then the match disappears. And so it's nice because it kind of expedites this kind of awkward phase, like after you match where it's like, Oh, should I send the first message? Should I wait a day to play it cool? Uh, you know, or this or that. So it's, it's really interesting to see the difference of conversations and, and beyond uh, looking at Bumble versus Tinder. Very cool. Uh, now I've only been on Bumble. Nikki, have you used Bumble and Tinder or just Bumble? I've been kind of on a Bumble binge this past few days, <laughs> preparing, doing my homework for this call. Um, I've been, my strategy has been to swipe right on everybody, um, mm-hmm. and I'm actually pleasantly surprised by how many matches I'm getting because when I was very selective with my matches on Bumble, um, I wasn't getting any matches. But um, one thing, one thing I have empathy for on the male side of things is like now I know how it feels to be a man. <laughs> when they send you messages and don't respond because as a woman I have to send the first message and I've been struggling with what first message to send because men are not responding. I have no idea, but I think yeah. I figured it out. <laughs> um, nice. And I was curious to see what your thoughts were like none of the hi, Hey, what's up? That didn't work, which it doesn't work for me. So it's expected yeah. that it wouldn't work. So then I tried like, saying something specific and unique to their profile that didn't work and so now I tried something completely different where I said something to the effect of um hello handsome what does it take to get you off dot 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 line (laughs) and then a smiley face and I've been getting a lot of responses to that (laughs) I wonder why that doesn't surprise (laughs) me at all um yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting going on the Bumble and then seeing how many women just say, hey, or hello, or hi. And it's like, on one hand, I obviously, like, I know what that feels like to send a message and not hear back. So, like, I try to be, like, really sensitive to that and, like, respond back to girls because I did swipe them right um, on purpose. Like, I'm not swiping everyone right at this point. I'm being selective. So I'll usually respond no matter what. But I definitely think that, like, you know, there's a lot of points for creativity. And in the past, like when I'm sending a first message on Tinder, I'll usually a- ask some kind of question where it has two possible answers. Uh, and it's just kind of fun to answer. And so it's not like an open-ended question, like, how was your day? It's like, what do you like better, this or that? And I'll try and make it kind of like fun to think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really interesting. I mean, I think that with that intro line, Nikki, that you're definitely in the creative points zone. Uh, most of the girls that I match with just say like, Hey, what's up? Or how's it going? You know, or what, something generic like that. Yeah. And that's, I'm, people are appreciating the creativity, which is really nice, but I'm curious. So with Tinder hacks and bumble hacks, you're giving, I'm sure giving men pointers on, um, or at least for Tinder hacks, you gave men pointers on how to initiate a conversation. Now, are those, 
do those pointers, um, is it the same for women or do you give women a different advice in terms of how to approach that first message? Great question. Um, I think in general it could be applied to both because really like the idea is just like do something that's original because, you know, we're such a, an immediate gratification, like ADD onto the next thing kind of society, especially when it comes to like online dating now. So like, me personally, I want to see something that like makes me like pause and take a second and say, Oh, that's interesting. Like I haven't seen that before. I haven't heard that before. Uh, and, and really at the core, at its core, that's what I was trying to do in Tinder hacks with telling guys like, look, you need to be a little bit original and you need to come up with something clever. Um, and so I do think that pretty much it, it applies the same to women. Uh, I think that women get a little bit easier time, uh, in general, I just think it's harder for guys on, so, on on dating apps because I think there's a lot more of them. And so we're fighting for a, attention from a smaller group of women. So I think that women get a little bit of leeway in how they're going to engage and still going to be able to get good responses or a good match rate, you know, or whatever. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but um... – <laughs> But I seem to be uh, – I'm, I'm not really getting a lot of matches. So I went back and I redid my pictures and then rewrote my profile. And um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sure I – don't, I don't know why it's not working for me. Um, can you maybe give us some tips on, on what to do to stay out the Because I need some help. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> no problem. I think that uh, – I mean, the same goes for Tinder and Bumble – your very first profile picture is going to by far have the biggest impact on the number of matches that you get. And so if, if the match, if the matches is the kind of the bottleneck and you're not getting enough matches, really the only thing that you need to focus on, in my opinion, is finding that right profile picture, the first one. And it's really, it's challenging. I think for singles of both sexes to really like pick the best photo of themselves, uh, just because everyone is their own biggest critic and they think, you know, they might see their tiny little flaws or whatever and think they have a good side and a bad side or whatever, and that's fine, but I think that, like, 99% of the other people that you're, that you're swiping don't see, the, don't see the picture the same way as you. And so I'm a very data-driven person. I have been, you know, in my traditional career of digital marketing, it's kind of forced me to be. And so I always take a very data-driven approach and just do, like, put in a new profile picture that you haven't used before. Don't change anything else. Just to change your very first picture and then swipe on whatever number of people you feel comfortable with. I like to use 100 because it makes for really easy percentages, but I'll swipe right on 100 different profiles and then I'll wait a day or two just to give time for all those people to kind of log on and swipe. And then I will record, you know, how many new matches I got. So I'll have to write down, you know, okay, I have 20 matches to start. I do this experiment with 100 swipes. I got 10 more, 10 more matches. Uh, you know, I have 30 now, so that's a 10% match rate. And then I'll just – the only thing I'll change after that is the very first profile. I'll change it to another picture, and I might just swap it, you know, swap number one and two or swap in something totally different. But the only thing I'll change is the first profile picture, and then I'll repeat and just swipe 100 people right and then wait 24 to 48 hours and then record and then do the same thing and, and repeat as much as needed um, – and usually you'll see, you know, a lot of the people that I work with do this between three and five pictures, and there'll be a clear winner at the end of it to be like, wow, this picture does 
so you know does 20% better than everything else and oftentimes it's a picture where the guy or or girl or whatever is like I would have never guessed like I hate this picture of me because my nose looks big or because this or because that but at the end of the day that doesn't really matter what you think of your picture it matters what your matches think of your picture absolutely absolutely i mean i was i was at a party on saturday and uh and four of us total were on bumble and so we were all going through each other's pictures and and sort of saying, oh, no, put this one first, put that one, you know, at the end, take this one out, you know. And one of the guys ha- uh, had a picture where it looked like he had crazy eyes. And I said, you have to get rid of that picture. It looks like you have crazy eyes. And he said, yeah, but you can see there's blue. And I said, you look psychotic, you know. like <laughs> Right. You know, you got to get and, – and the other girls agreed. And it was like – but, you know, to him it was like, oh, showing off my blue eyes. But to us, it was like, ah, creepy guys, swipe left, you know. So, right, have, you guys totally. heard of the, the, have you guys heard of the gray dating app? No. Um, oh. That is what I've been using to judge my pictures. It's a dating it? app like any other where you swipe right or left. But what I really like about it is that it gives you a grade on your pictures based on swipe data that they collect. So, like, uh-huh. right now, my grade is a C-, minus, which means I have to get better pictures. Um, but that's like an easy way to see how you grade your, your how your photos mm-hmm. are graded. Uh huh. And what is it called? See, it's that's interesting at? to me. The grade. Oh, sorry. All right, I'm checking What's it out. Thank you. Like? Yeah. So so OkCupid used to have a feature like that, calling like called like My Best Face, um, which would rate kind of your different pictures. Uh, that got taken away, and since then, the only thing I've known similar to that, and I'll definitely have to check out Grade, but it's called Photo Feeler. And on that, it's the same thing, like, you know, you're swiping pictures. But essentially, like, and I don't know if Grade is the same, but what you do is you swipe through a bunch of pictures. Yes, I like this. No, I don't. And then it feeds that person back data of, like, oh, 90% of the people that saw this picture liked it. But the only kind of incentive for me to go and swipe other people's pictures is because for every swipe that I do, I get one swipe on my own picture. And so I think that a lot of people will just kind of sit there being like, right, 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 right. Or left, 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 because it's faster. And because the only like motivation is like selfish motivation. So I'm not sure. Mm. So that's why like, I really like to do it within the native app that I'm doing. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll set my own discovery preferences or match preferences where, like, I want to match with a girl between 25 and 35 years old that's within 22 miles of me or whatever it is. Um, the picture that I choose, I want it to be optimized for that group because I've already selected it. Like, that's who I want to match with. So, like, you know, if I end up on some other, like, kind of photo testing app or photo testing site, that's a broader spectrum. Maybe it's like 21 year olds to 40 year olds. That data might not matter or not to me because really I just care about a certain subset that I'm interested in dating. So that's my gripe with like the photo testing kind of apps. Like I said, I I don't know, maybe grade is like an actual dating app that you can set those kind of things. I'm really not sure. Yeah. You can set your parameters and preferences. Now, I'm curious, what kind of pictures stand out? Like, should we be uploading to our profiles to really stand out for a guy? Um, I think a lot of it's, like, the same for guys, for girls. Like, first of all, like, 
it should be a picture of just you. It should be really clear, especially with your first picture, like who you are. It shouldn't be you with your BFF. It shouldn't be you with a bunch of your homies or a bunch of your girlfriends, you know, playing Where's Waldo. And sometimes I'll go through profiles where it's a group shot, and then I'm like, okay, well, there's a couple of cute girls in here. I'll check out the next photo. And it's another group shot, and then it's another group shot. And so I'm trying to play like – see, okay, well, this girl is in this photo too, oh, but she's not in this one, so it must be this blonde chick. Okay, yeah, it's her. It's, like, really annoying. So I think that, like, it's important to have a good solo shot of yourself. Um, Definitely. Usually I'll like something that, that doesn't have sunglasses. Um, a lot of guys that I work with will send me pictures of their profile. It's like every single photo has sunglasses. Uh, and I see it on girls too sometimes for, like, big hats or – you know, it's important to, like, see your face, um, and I'm a smiley guy. I think it's it's good to have a smiling photo, uh, but it just kind of depends on people's personality. I mean, it's hard to say, like, a cookie-cutter thing of, like, this is the best photo for everyone because everyone's a little bit different, and, you know, it's the most important thing is really just to kind of be authentic uh, about who you are uh, and show, you know, show that in the pictures the best you can. Yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I actually was just thinking because, so I'm encountering, I'm encounter, I'll get these profiles and it'll be four out of pic, four out of five pictures the guy won't have a shirt on. And to me, I'm like, yep. oh my God, put a shirt on, you know? So for me, that's not, you know, it's not necessarily a turn right. on. I don't necessarily, I, I don't, I don't need to see all that right away. I mean, one, okay, maybe one if you're, like, surfing on the beach or something like that, or it makes sense, but I don't – you need four of them. But, you know, maybe to another person, that is exactly what she's looking for. I don't know. Um, <laughs> kind of interesting. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, any... typically I try, try to uh, – I try to shy away. Like, I try to advise guys not to use, like, topless pics, especially, like, self, like topless mirror selfies are, like – in my in my opinion, that's like the worst thing you can do. Uh, I, I think that if you're if you do like if you have sweet chisels ab chiseled abs and you need a way to show them off, you need to be more creative than like taking a picture of yourself at the gym or like in the bathroom mirror. Period. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm one that like I really I like the chase and I like leaving things up to imagination. I think that like as a single. Like that's part of the fun is like you meet someone and you don't know everything about them. And in your head, you kind of are starting to shape like how, you know, it really, I think at least what I do is I shape like the perfect person of what I want. Uh, and maybe this is good. Maybe it's bad, but like, I don't know. Like I wouldn't want to see a girl putting her whole body on Tinder. Like that wouldn't be attractive to me. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I I agree. It's not. It's, I mean, that's that's how I feel about the guys. It's like it's just too much. So yeah, uh, yeah. Mystery is good. A little mystery is good. <laughs> Definitely. For, sure. For that first photo, I'm also wondering, does it make a difference? Do you guys really care if a woman is wearing makeup or not wearing makeup? Like, do you guys prefer a woman who wears makeup or the all natural look? So, personally, I would say it doesn't matter. Um. Because, and the, and really the reason why is because like makeup can be so overdone, and the same thing with like Photoshop. Like I've seen I've seen photos of of girls on Bumble where it's very clearly like 
I did retouching photos at a modeling agency for a couple of years. And so I know how to spot like Photoshop, but it's like really bad Photoshop where they're trying to like kind of smooth out their skin and it's making it kind of blurry. And it's just really obvious. And like, to me, like, even if the girl is just drop dead gorgeous, like if you have to use a Photoshop, not if you have to, if you feel like you need to use a Photoshop photo in your first one, like that's just a big turnoff to me because to me it looks like insecurities and I want to date people that are super confident and, you know, just is what it is, kind of transparent. So I, I would, I would lean towards no makeup. I would lean towards no makeup. But, you know, I've seen, like, there's – it was a couple years ago, but there's that girl that did the, the study on Tinder, I think, where she had, like, three different profiles, one with no makeup, one with light makeup, and one with heavy makeup. And, unfortunately, the heavy one performed the best in that case. But I think that there's also a lot of other variables of, like, photo composition beyond just makeup. Wow. I would lean more towards no makeup because I want someone to see what I really look like every day. Like this is what you're going to wake up to <laughs> if we end up dating. Like, right. You know? um, instead of, because it's right. so easy to put up this false image of what we look like at our best when we should be showing what we look like on an everyday basis. Because that's a big complaint I'm seeing in profiles of men. It's like, don't be a dud. Make sure you look like your pictures. I'm seeing that a lot in um, profiles for Bumble. Yeah. Well, I think there's a difference between, you know, a, a minimal amount of makeup that looks natural and, you know, and makeup, like heavy, crazy Kardashian makeup. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think I think that there's a way to, to to wear a little bit of makeup that just sort of enhances rather than, you know, uh, than, than going crazy with it. Going crazy with it is probably, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I think it's an interesting thing to look at as far as, like, I totally agree, Nikki. Like, you don't want to lure someone in based on, like, the perfect you, and then, like, that's not you on a daily basis. It's That's not going to turn into, like, a healthy long-term relationship. But on the flip side, like, I think if I took, I don't know, it's, it's just like a happy medium because there are some days when I wake up and I'm just, you know, circles under my eyes and they're all bloodshot and my hair looks like crap. And it's just like my beard's all over the place. And it's just like, I literally like look homeless where <laughs> I, there's a certain thing like where I, I think that there's like this, this kind of average that I like look like where I'm not like, flexing in front of something with my surfboard but at the same time I don't look like I'm homeless and I just woke up I think that if if I can just kind of portray that average that's good and it's still going to get people like intrigued and then if they see me looking homeless they're like oh that's adorable Blake like looks super homeless this morning uh you know I don't know I I think that it's just like a balance like does that make sense I I totally get what you're saying I think there is a happy medium I so think that if I put pictures. if I put the oh, worst pictures of myself up that I could that I could possibly find, yeah. I think that a lot of people, especially on Tinder and Bumble, I mean it's a superficial app and and to some extent dating is a superficial game. It would detract it, it would deter people that could potentially be really good fits. Mm. You know, Excellent so you still point. have to show yourself your best, kind of, but not like superficially best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have some questions beyond the, beyond the whole, uh, uh, pictures because I'm encountering a lot of profiles where the guys have written nothing. And I'm like, 
if you if you have nothing on your profile, then then it tells me me personally, uh, you don't care enough about this to write five lines about yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, you're you know you're not really that into the whole thing, um, and it's and it's sort of and plus I don't know anything about them. There's nothing to be lured in by. Um, how do you feel about? I mean, not having anything written in the profile and, and also what do you think people should write in a profile? Sure. So I will say in, and I think that that's a great point and I totally agree with you. I want to see somebody, if they're all, you know, put in a little bit of effort, give me something to work with. Um, but from a guy's perspective, the amount of girls that have either an empty profile or just their Instagram handle is sickening. Like, Really? It's just I've just become numb to it. Like it doesn't matter. I don't expect. I don't even check bios because I don't expect to find anything. And if I find something, it's a pleasant surprise. Wow. But again, I think that girls and guys have it very different on dating apps, and they don't have to, um, kind of work as hard to get the same results as guys. Now back to guys, I do think it's extremely lazy and and probably not the best idea to have nothing. But with some of the bios that I've seen. Uh, from guys, you know, that says, you know, I'm not having any success and they send me all their stuff. Uh, I've seen some terrible bios where I've basically said, okay, I know that you're trying and, and I appreciate that, but you'd be better off having no bio because you can also deter people with your bio if you if you're either come off as like too cocky or yeah. – or anything. I mean, I think that there's a lot of things that like, there's a lot of opportunities for mistakes in bios and having nothing is playing it safe ish that uh, sometimes that might be the best option. I don't know. I mean, I think that for guys on Bumble, because girls have to write the first message, it's a perfect opportunity to like give the girl something to talk about. So been kind of of the belief that like Tinder and Bumble are not so serious. They're pretty lighthearted. It's not match.com and it's not your resume. So there's no need to write, you know, I, t- I don't tell people ever, like I said, don't put what your job is. Don't put what you do. Don't put how much money you make, put something interesting and it could be funny. It could be fake. It could be whatever. Just like give them something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as, as an example, like in my bio and I'll change my bio quite a bit on both of the apps, kind of just, tinkering with things, but something that's kind of stayed pretty consistently in my bio is I'll say I'm ranked fourth in the world for snuggling. And it's just like kind of a, it's just a ridiculous thing, but like out of all the messages, especially on Bumble, because girls have to message, that's always what they choose to write about. And so it's cool because they'll write things like, oh, you know, I only date top three, so I guess it's not going to work out between us. Or, you know, oh, why didn't you rank high? Or, you know, I'm ranked fifth, or I'm ranked third, or this and that. Like, it's it's really, really common uh, for a girl to message me about that. And what I've actually done is I've set up keyboard shortcuts in my phone so I could type a couple keys and then it'll auto-populate a whole phrase. But, like, something that I'll that I'll respond to very commonly with that is I'll say, Oh, it's a very – because girls will say, like, you know, why didn't you rank higher? And I'll say, it's a very touchy subject for me, and touchy's in quotes, dot, dot, <laughs> dot. Uh, and, and, like, it's just, it's just funny. Like, it's all, it always gets a laugh. And so, like, if I just type TCH in my phone, it'll populate the whole phrase, it's a very touchy subject for me, dot, dot, dot. Uh, and that's 
probably my most common response to my messages on Bumble because most women will message me about the snuggling thing. That's amazing. I need some weird, catchy line like that. (laughs) I love that you programmed that into your phone. That's, like, actually pretty smart. (laughs) I would have never thought of that. Now, I'm curious. What advice do you have for women to take a match in a conversation offline? Because that's also a struggle. I get them to respond finally, but then it like I'm having trouble getting them to actually meet me. Okay, so I think that there's something. So, so one thing that I do always is the day that the conversation starts, it needs to go off. T- it needs to go off Tinder or off Bumble, and it could be going to. You could be moving it to Facebook or to text, depending on, you know, your preference and comfort level. But I think that because just of like the speed of things with dating apps, it's got to be that first day, Uh, you know, and and there are exceptions, but in general, I'd say that's what it is. And so one thing that I'll do on Tinder, because it's the same thing for guys, you know, you'll have conversations and it seems like there's some kind of mutual interest and some chemistry and, and whatever, but it's like, when is the right time to kind of either ask for the number or give me the number or this and that. So there's two different things that I do, and I think that both of them would work ridiculously good for women. The number one thing would be sending two messages right in a row. The first message is your phone number, and I'll do this with my phone number, and then immediately after I'll say, use it if you want to, if not, no hard feelings, and a little winky face. Uh, and, and as a guy, I mean, really I think that the most important thing there is that like, I actually don't have hard feelings if I never hear from the girl. I'm not going to get bitter and say, actually, you're ugly and I hate you uh, or something because guys get, I don't know, t- take it really personal and they'll, they'll like go off the deep end. So I think that that would work really good for a girl of just saying, here's my phone number, use it if you want to. Um, and then the second thing I do is like if I'm having a good kind of back and forth with a girl and, you know, we're asking each other questions and whatnot, after a particular qu- – any question really like – not the first question, but after a few things, I might say, you know, ask her something and then she answers and I'll say, okay, you've passed my test and I'm willing to date you. And so that's funny because like, that's funny. I don't know, like girls will just, girls will get that and be like, ha ha ha, that's funny. And then like next thing I know, like they'll send me their phone number and be like, okay, here's my phone number. Uh, because I'm making it like I'm the prize, you know, and, and they passed my test. And so now I'm willing to date them. So I think that that would also do really, really good for girls. If, you know, if you ask a guy a question, if you want to kind of take it to take it offline and he answers, really he can answer anything. And you just say, you've passed my test and I'm willing to date you. I guarantee that he's either going to like ask for your phone number or give you his immediately. I like that. I'm going to steal that. I'm taking serious notes just so you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I did this uh, live event uh, with a guy named Brian Howie at Flappers in Los Angeles, and he put it a really interesting way with online dating. He basically said, girls are looking for red flags and guys are looking for green lights. And that's why there's mm-hmm. kind of this like disconnect because that's really all it is. Guys are just looking for the green light and girls are just looking mm-hmm. for the red flag. And I think that that really sums up like a lot of how like modern dating is, which is, sad because those things don't always line up but at the same time like if you if you think about it like that from a girl's perspective if you're looking for the red lights and you're not seeing them 
i.e. maybe he's potentially cool, all the guy's looking for is a green light. So if you give him anything that he can feed off of to, you know, take it to the next level, whether it's, you know, suggesting that he should offer, ask for your phone number or just giving him your phone number or whatever, uh, I think it's going to work well. I feel like Great. the fact that I messaged someone first on Bumble is enough of a green light. Is that not enough of a green light? Just ask me for my phone number. <laughs> I think that uh, if I think that if on Tinder, that would be true, because you don't have to message first. You're choosing to, but on Bumble, just because you have to message first just to keep the match alive, I mean, I'm guessing that you've messaged guys first, and then decided after that he's not the best fit for you and that you don't actually want to date him, right? Not necessarily. <clears throat> I'm just not having quality conversations with people. So, yeah, you're, I guess that's the case. Like, there's a couple so, of I mean, people I, like maybe... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that I think there's probably some people that, you know, he had a couple cute pictures or whatever, so you messaged him first, and then maybe after some conversation, you're like, wow, this guy's either creepy or lame or... Yeah my half brother, you know, or whatever, whatever it ends up being where you're like, okay, actually like this isn't the best fit. Um, you know, and, and guys are pretty like self-conscious. Like it takes a pretty confident dude to like go for the phone number, especially like right away. Uh, I don't know. That's just my opinion. So I, I mean, I, I do appreciate, and I think that it is a green light. If you message a guy first, awesome. Uh, but you should kind of like give him more, more to go off of to like let him know that you're interested. Gotcha. Okay, give him a little, give him a little nugget, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, those little nuggets are important. I've actually encountered a ton of guys, so so I'll send a message and ask a question first, and then they'll respond, and then and then say something and keep the conversation going a bit, maybe ask another question and then I'll respond and ask another question and then they'll just respond with no question. Yeah. And then oh, I'm like, that's okay. so frustrating. Like, it's ask so weird. Right? Get to know me. Well, and also it's like, if, well, if you're not going to ask me any more questions, I'm not going to keep asking you questions because then I'm working really hard at this and you're not. And then, exactly. and then I'll actually just stop responding. And then a couple of days later, the guy will pop up again. And let, and say something that's not a question, and I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? Don't you know how to do this? Like, <laughs> unfortunately, they strange. don't. I I guess so. Just yeah, ask questions. I mean, it's it sounds so simple and so you know kind of silly in this in this context, but it's so incredibly important because otherwise the conversation just dies. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I can see both sides because I think like from a guy's perspective that happens too and you'll get a conversation that just kind of goes cold or like it seems like she's not reciprocating. But I don't know. I mean maybe she she's at work or or whatever and, and on her end she's being polite by responding and not leaving me hanging. But on the flip side she's not trying to kind of really uh, keep the momentum of the conversation going because she just doesn't legitimately have time. Um, and it's, it's impossible to tell that stuff. And so, you know, there's, there's times where I've been busy and there's been a girl that I've been interested in or whatever, uh, messaging me and I might be kind of that dude that's like kind of short, but I do want to respond because I want to let her know that like it is, you know, I am here and I do get these messages. Um, and on the flip side, you know, there's been times where I've had conversations and I've 
decided for whatever reason, like, Hey, this probably isn't somebody that I want to like spend time with. I'll still respond because I'm a nice guy. And so I will purposefully like answer short answers that don't ask questions and keep the conversation going. And maybe that's like me being a dick and the, the nicest and best thing for me would to be like, Hey, you know, just want to be completely transparent with you, but I don't see this going anywhere. Yes. I like cats, but have a nice day. Uh, maybe that's the right thing to do. I don't know. But for me, like I, I like to like let people down softly and, and that tends to work. It fizzles out and it's cool because somebody's not going to ask me questions forever. Uh, hopefully. And if they do, then I'll unmatch or block them. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, what you're saying is absolutely, it's making total sense. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. So do you have, um, so, uh, do you have, so what about success stories? Do you have any, I mean, obviously the Tinder hacks got, has gotten a, a ton of, um, a ton of exposure and, and you've obviously helped a, a lot of people. Do you have any uh, success stories that you can share with us? Yeah. I mean, I look at it as all success. Uh, <laughs> so, so I hold the world record for Tinder matches, which is like the most epic thing ever. And so for, it's, it's something I'm probably most proud of. And it's funny because people are always like, yeah, but what's like, are you meeting people? Are you this and that? Uh, Christy and I were friends in Los Angeles. Uh, she's the one that co-wrote Bumble Hacks with me. Uh, but we completely reconnected because of Tinder hacks and because of Tinder. Uh, and, that, and, and we had an amazing time together in relationship for like a year uh, and it was great. And so I consider like that a massive, massive success. Uh, obviously like the digital marketing stuff, uh, and kind of all the press and stuff I've got is awesome. And then more recently on Bumble, uh, the last girl that I was dating, uh, I met on Bumble and we dated for five or six months. Uh, and she's still a really great friend. It's just kind of a, a distance thing. Uh, but it, it's all good. So although I'm currently, single I would say that like both Tinder and Bumble have treated me really really well both in terms of like relationships and uh, digital marketing um, recognition I guess fantastic you know and I guess the other the other thing too which definitely is worth mentioning is like I've sold over a thousand copies of Tinder hacks probably close to 2,000 now and so many of the guys, like I'll say in the book, like, you know, you can email me anytime, you can reach out to me, add me on Facebook, whatever. I mean, there's just so many guys that I've worked with that I feel like I've had a pretty big impact on like their, not just success, but like confidence on, on dating apps. And just having somebody like myself with these kind of fake credentials of being a Tinder expert, tell them like, Hey man, this, this photo of you is really good. And this other photo of you that's on Facebook, that's not on your Tinder of you playing guitar with a kitten on top. Like you should totally put that on because that's like you and you're killing it. Like, and then guys are like, yeah, that's all. That's right, man. I love my kitten and my guitar. And like, it's just so cool. Like to like help these guys, like get more confidence. And, and some of them have gone on to get girlfriends and they'll message me and say, Hey man, I met this girl on Tinder and she's so awesome. And, you know, she totally went for that line and now we're dating and this and that. Like, it's just, that's like really rewarding for me to see, see that kind of thing happen. Yeah. So I consider that as much success as like my own personal success. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah. That kind of success. And I mean, that's, that's what we're all doing this for to, to uh, help people gain confidence and, 
and uh, and and find love. So that's that's amazing. Awesome. That's great. So good. So Nikki, do you have uh, do you have more questions for for Blake? Because I know you do. Because <laughs> you've been swiping away for so long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've asked him my big questions. I'm trying to think of what else. Pictures, makeup, <laughs> first messages. I is there? I got a question, Nikki. Yeah. I have a question for you. What do you? How do you feel about um, guys putting their height? Actually, either of you guys in their in their online profiles. Oh, I see that all the time. I do People too. People don't. They like usually it, don't do it unless it? they're over six feet. I kind of like it because, like, I don't know. I I don't mind it. It's not. There's nothing to hate about it. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Susan? Yeah. I mean, I I don't mind it either. Um. Uh, it doesn't bother me, but it but it is kind of interesting that there's such um that they're compelled to do so because I mean I would say that two out of three profiles I see uh where where they've actually written something uh they will include how tall they are and so uh so I I would think that's kind of probably a lot of pressure for for the not so tall guys I don't know. But totally. It's interesting. So I have an inter- So the reason that I bring that up is because when Christy and I were writing Bumble Hacks, the whole book we see eye to eye on every single thing, which is really nice and refreshing from a guy's perspective. For me to be like, yeah, I think the guy should do this, and then Christy, as an attractive female, is like, totally, guys should totally do that. Um, <clears throat> but the only thing that we disagreed with was height, and she had suggested in the book that guys write their height, and I don't know exactly like what it, why I'm like funky about it. And it might honestly just be a personal thing. I was really short in high school. I graduated at like five, four, five, five. Uh, and that was always like a, a confidence thing for me, I think, especially when it came to women. And then I had this like massive growth spurt so that like by the time I entered freshman year of college, I was six foot. And it was like ridiculous because it's like, even though I feel like I'm like an average height guy, I've always kind of felt like a short dude. And so all these girls that like will put in their profile, you know, I'm five seven, so I sure hope you're over six one because I like to wear heels. Uh, for me, that's just fucked up. I just don't, I don't like that because I don't know. I don't care if a girl's tall or short or whatever. If she's fucking cool, then she's cool, and I want to date her. And I think that like all these girls have their kind of like, you know, they want to be able to wear heels and still have their man taller, and that's fine. They they're welcome to like date whoever they choose and have their own boundaries. But at the same time, like if a girl says like, I only date guys that are five eleven and higher. Uh, and then she met a dude that was like Ryan Gosling mixed with Clive Owen and just perfect in every freaking way. But he was five ten. There's absolutely no way that she would pass him up because of that. So I think that like height is this sure. like kind of messed up sticking point. And so it was just interesting when writing Bumble Hacks with Christy saying, yeah, I think the guy should put the height. I mean, I think you're right. I think that tall guys probably do it, and short guys, for the most part, don't. And then there's a bunch of dudes like me that that may be considered tall or average or whatever, and we just boycott it because it's ridiculous. I, I, what if I, women I started agree. putting their weight <laughs> or their, yeah. oh my God, their really? pants in Bumble? Yeah. Like, yes. You know, Man, actually, I've seen screenshots. To. I've seen screenshots of girls asking guys, how tall are you? And the guy responds back, which I think is a perfect response. How much do you weigh? Yeah, because it's the it's same. Fair. It's the exact same. Really, the same thing. To, in yeah. my opinion, like it's physical attribute that that really doesn't have much to do with who the person really is, or whether or not they're dateable. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> you you have a little bit more control over your weight than your height, actually. So Yeah, exactly. I think you're more fucked up. Well, and I mean, I think it's it's pretty dumb. I mean, it's definitely it's it's uh, it's it's kind of a negative. It's just it's just negative. If you're not you know X tall, then I don't want to date you, or you know I want, or you have to be taller than me in heels or whatever. It's a, it's it's just a negative statement. I mean, I would assume that for most guys, most guys it's a turnoff. But you know, secondly, it's also being too picky about a really stupid thing because you know the the bottom line is it, like you just said, if you meet a great guy. Let's say you meet a great guy at a party and everybody's sitting down and you have no idea how tall he is and you hit it off all night and have the best time ever and then you stand up and you realize he's your height. I mean, are you are you really going to not go out with him? I mean, that's ludicrous. So it's really, it's just one of those stories that you're telling yourself about he has to be this tall or I won't go out with him. It's just another excuse to not date somebody. It's a negative. It's dumb. I'm with you. Totally, <laughs> totally dumb. Yeah. Totally dumb. Wow. I didn't realize the women were posting that things like that. What other annoying things do women post? <laughs> For real. Dish it. <laughs> Give us all oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, really, like, you know, another thing that I think that women do that's really annoying is they'll post a list of a bunch of things that they don't want. Oh, terrible. Um, and, and really, you know, I look at it as a single dude, and I'm like, okay, great. I know all the things that your ex-boyfriend did to you. Like, I'm sorry that he wasn't a good listener or whatever, like this and that. Like, it's just, I, I just think that if you're meeting somebody for the first time, like if you're going to start on a negative note of like, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't yeah. want drama, don't want, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I don't know, it's just not a good, not good starting ground to like form a friendship or relationship or anything. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. In fact, that's what we should discuss don'ts. But speaking of don'ts, don't use the word don't in your profile because really it's just going to, it's just going to start everything off on a negative, uh, on a negative note and, and just, right. yeah, don't do it. That's such a great point. What are some other don'ts? Yeah. Okay. So we have don't do group photos. Don't be negative in your bio. Uh, don't take your shirt off. Two, don't take your shirt off and take a selfie. Um, I, for guys, don't put that you're a lawyer or a doctor. Let that come up in conversation. Or, like, don't put your income or your job, really, is my opinion. Mm. I don't know. Leave something Would up in the imagination. Would you say the same for women? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that, like, from a men's for, man's perspective, like, it's more of, like, a kind of a pride, like, braggy kind of thing. Like, if a girl says, like, I don't know, I own my own PR agency or something like that, I might be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's just because, like, it's not in, like, a really kind of, like, cocky, snarky kind of way. Um, I don't know. Like, like there was this guy that that is a Tinder hacks dude that I've helped a lot, but, like, his first profile, like, it, like his bio starts off with, like, the doctor is in. I, like weightlifting and this and that and blah 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 and I'm a doctor and I'm like dude you don't have to say you're a doctor twice in your bio oh like definitely don't say it twice probably don't say it at all wow uh, but it, it's it's just interesting that like you know for I think that the way like our culture is and and we put so much emphasis on like kind of social status and income and whatnot that like I don't think it's the guy's fault but at the same time it's like man it's 
if anyone is attracted to that kind of thing, it's not the right person probably, and they're not in it for the right reasons. So you shouldn't put those reasons up ever to begin with. Agreed. Great advice. I I think it's just in general, like don't put too much in your – don't spill too much at first. Leave some up to the imagination and give your guys something to talk about when you have conversations after you match. Definitely. Well, and and so on the flip side of that, some of the do's, you know, I think it's really important to, to be funny. You know, put some humor in there. Make it make it light and fun, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, like your like your snuggle comment being the you know <laughs> rated fourth in snuggling in the world. That's that's amazing. You know, make it kind of playful because I think if it's uh, when it's too serious, that's too serious. And when you know, <laughs> but yeah. also everyone's a little nervous. So being funny is is um, is definitely a, a, a great way to attract people. I would think. Totally. Yeah, another thing I'm looking at my bio now is I have um, Oxford comma enthusiast, uh, which nice. is true. I've always I've always believed in the Oxford comma, and oh, I, I like need people that. to know that about me. <laughs> if you can't use it properly, you can't date. <laughs> Literally, on Bumble, Aaron says, I'm ranked third in the world for snuggling. Who knew? Obviously, I know what I'm going to say back to her. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like I would say, fifty percent of the women that message me on Bumble is about snuggling, which is great because we're already starting off like talking about snuggling. It's it's a good place to start. It is a good place to start. And, see, and I like that because it has that sexual undertone without making it about sex. Because that's a big turnoff for me when guys go straight into like insinuating that we're going to hook up. Like when as soon as totally. they bring up sex. I, I totally. lost the conversation. So but, you know what's funny my... about oh, I was just going to say, like, the funny thing about that is, like, I think the guys try and get sexual too quickly is because, mm-hmm. like I said, like, guys are looking for green lights. And so they're really, mm-hmm. like, kind of throwing stuff out to see, hey, is it, you know, is this kind of thing cool? Is it is it good? It, it's just fishing for green lights. Which That's a good I think point. a lot of guys do. Yeah. yeah. It's no excuse for them. It's just like the reason. That makes sense. Yeah, my offline, like what does it take to get you offline? I'm getting some responses are, you know, sex related and so I don't respond well, to them. Well you're totally but I'm also... playing up the sex card with that. Yeah. Not I mean, entirely. You are you're asking for it. You are asking <laughs> for it. That's a huge You are absolutely I mean, asking for it. I'm yeah. sure what does it take to get you off? Line. Dot, dot, dot line. That's pretty darn sexy. Your own fault. Okay, but I am getting I, some interesting messages from people saying like, "Wow, like that's awesome!" Like, how's your day? Like, I'm getting some authentic responses, and those are the people that I would want to hang out with. But I see your point, <laughs> and I totally agree. Um, but it's like I'm trying to find out creative ways to get people replying to me, and so far that is the only thing that gets people responding. And you know it's what's funny everybody. is if, if a girl sent that to me, I would probably try and be kind of like creepy and weird back. Like I've spent all day <laughs> looking at your face book. You know, or no, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just like, I think that's like clever and funny, but like you would think it's creepy, but that's fine. It's just, you know, just that's hilarious. 
Well, I am looking for other good one-liners to you. So far, this is like my gold. <laughs> but I yeah. better no, than I mean, I, you know, the reason, like I said at the beginning, is I think that the reason that, like, that's like super creativity points. And girls just don't say that shit. So, like, to see something that's that, like, unique and different is like, oh, wait a second, which is really rare because everything is the fucking same on Tinder and on Bumble and, and just in life as a millennial. I'm, I, I'm like rewriting everything tonight. That's it. I'm going to get really, I'm just, I, you know, I am a writer. I can do this. I can be creative. I can be, I can be interesting. It's your jam, Susan. It's your jam. Oh my God. <laughs> crazy. Just crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what have we left out? What do we need to know? Oh, I was going to just say if, if a woman's going to take the approach that I did, I also think it's the responsibility of the woman to also steer the conversation to show that that was just an attention getter and that's not how she really is. So I think there's ways to be tactful on that too. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. I hope so. So what do we have left to cover? Yeah, what else should we know? Uh, from a guy's perspective on Bumble, there's something called VIB. Well, actually, for both. It's called VIB, and it's like a play on VIP. Uh, girls can, I, I'm pretty sure girls can just get it by, like, signing up for it. Uh, as a guy, you have to, like, respond to messages. It, it's like some algorithm. They don't tell you exactly what it is, but like you have to respond to messages in a timely manner uh, and you have to be respectful. Nobody can report you for like being weird or creepy. Uh, and then at the end when it's like, oh, you're almost eligible, then it's like you have to send out a tweet. And it's like, tweet out that you love Bumble. And you're like, all right, cool. And they're like, great, you're qualified as a VIB. Um, but the reason that that's really cool for guys is because you can swipe you can set it to only swipe with other VIBs and girls that are VIBs are people that actually send messages um, and are, and have proven to be active on the app. And I think as long as you do that as a girl, all you got to do is just turn it on. But for a guy, that's really cool because like, there's a lot of people like when Bumble first came out, there's a lot of hype girls signed up and they might still like be in the swiping pool, but you'll match with them or swipe them or whatever and never hear from them or never match. And so if you're swiping with just VIBs, it basically is like the smaller subset of users that are actually going to engage and message you. So for a guy that like doesn't want to waste his time with a bunch of people that might match and may never message, it can be super helpful. And that's another difference from Tinder is like this kind of little, it's like select kind of users. So both as a girl and as a guy, like I think it's good to just like get VIB status and turn it on. Uh, and then as soon as you run out of like VIBs in your area, it's just going to automatically like change you over to like the regular user base. That's my new goal. I'm going to become a VIB. I, I'm sure that you could open the app and turn it on right now, but, but I admire that goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for helping me set it. I can't wait to let of you course. know about my success. <laughs> of course. Amazing. All right. Well, this has been yeah. incredibly informative. Um, will you please uh, let everyone know where can they find you and all of your awesome books and and uh, and products and all of that? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Blake Jameson, and my username on like all social media is at Blake Jameson, uh, which is which is cool. And then 
I would say just because we've been talking about Bumble, we got to send everyone to bumblehacks.com. Uh, and that's where they can get the book that Chrissy and I wrote. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Just came out. So, like, it's it's cool because, like, like I said, like, thousands of people have bought Tinder hacks. But now thousands of people are using the same lines that I pitched in the book. And so the cool thing with Bumble Hacks is that, like, it's a brand-new book. It literally just came out. And so, like, anyone that goes and gets it isn't isn't – like running into like a saturated market. They're actually getting like tips and tricks that a lot of people aren't using. So it will give them a pretty big competitive advantage. Awesome. 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 Well, you know, Nikki and I are going to go get it right now. (laughs) Fantastic. Good, good. And, uh, and Nikki, um, why don't you also tell the audience about you and what you do and where they can find you? Uh, my name is Nikki, and I am actually a personal matchmaker for a new dating startup called Intrigued. Um, we're not doing a lot of promotions for it, so it's all word of mouth in situations like this. But if you're interested in learning more and potentially working with me so that I can help you find the love of your life, um, you can reach me at intrigued.co slash Nikki Payne. Fantastic. Well, you guys are awesome, and this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I'm going to um, rewrite my profile and rock the Bumble tonight <laughs> because of you. <laughs> Go on a Bumble binge. <laughs> uh, awesome. I'm going to. Totally should. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Have a great night. Thanks, Blake, for all your tips. Of course, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And thank you so much for tuning in to Fantasy Dating Radio. Uh, Brian will be back next week. I'm very excited about that. And this week, I dare you to go on Bumble, use uh, Blake's tips, and uh, check out Blake and Nikki and all the awesome things that they're doing. And um, until then, swipe away, my friends. Swipe away.